We've got some fun things to talk about today. We're going to be looking at Kundalini Awakening, Kundalini Energy, and its relationship to themes like semen retention. On the internet, there's a whole movement called NoFap to do with uh, maintaining one's sexual energy, retaining it, keeping it within the body. So we're going to look at ideas of celibacy. We're going to talk about the yoga idea of brahmacharya, which is, of course, a Sanskrit term. We'll talk overall about the idea of having a conscious relationship with our sexuality, with our sexual energy, and making an attempt to consciously retain that energy with the intention of using it to fuel and advance on our spiritual awakening journey, in particular with our kundalini awakening process. Now, of course, the things I'll be sharing today, I'm going to be speaking as a heterosexual male, as a man. So I'll be approaching this topic from that kind of angle. But I'm going to do my best to be inclusive of everybody, regardless of your gender, sexuality, um, biological sex, or however you, you feel. But forgive me if I'm at times uh, not perfectly inclusive of everybody. Uh, you may have to be a little flexible with me and see if you can extract some ideas and value that apply to you and, you know, adapt them and translate them into your own language so that it fits with uh, your worldview and, uh, you know, your way of, of experiencing the world. Now, before we get into that, I just want to take a second here to invite you to visit brentspirit.com. I've got tons of free content. The Kundalini Awakening series is over 50 episodes touching on all different topics to do with Kundalini. We've got interviews with people that have been traveling for many, many years with Awakened Kundalini. Uh, as well, I've also got a couple courses coming out uh, that you can uh, look forward to. The first one is going to be around spiritual awakening, integration, embodiment, and staying grounded. We're really going to go deep into what it means to find energetic balance in the body. We're going to look at all the causes of energetic imbalance, all the different signs and symptoms, and how we can find balance once again. So when we go through spiritual awakening, when we go through kundalini awakening, a lot of energy can begin to become amplified and begin to move through our bodies. We can feel very off-centered, very imbalanced. Uh, you know, we can feel almost like you know a chicken with their head cut off or something like that and so this course is really going to address these challenges and just going to give you some great uh, insight to uh, navigate your spiritual awakening journey with a sense of purpose with the sense of having your feet on the ground and the second course that i'm working on is all to do with kundalini awakening i'm putting together a course that's going to have practically everything that i've come to understand and figure out about kundalini awakening so far it's going to be structured in a very organized way it's going to have literally everything that I know. I'm not going to hold anything back. All of this work that I'm doing is part of my legacy. It's part of my my mission, and it's what I'm uh, attempting to leave behind once I'm done here. So with all of that said, uh, you can find the information for that all in the description. You can, you know, you'll be able to figure it out if you're interested from there. So let's get right into it here. Let's talk about sexuality, sexual energy, and kundalini awakening. So right off the bat here, I want to say, you know, sexuality, sexual energy, universally almost, most cultures, there's an element of shame around our sexuality, around our bodies, around our expression of sexuality. And so what I'm sharing here, you know, it may be vastly different than, than maybe your experience of your relationship with your sexuality. You know, we're going to be talking about things like celibacy. We're going to be talking about things like uh, the retention of, of seminal fluids, of sexual fluids, retaining those fluids within our body. And so maybe that's very different than your experience and, and your relationship with your sexuality. And you may may have thoughts arise, be like, oh my gosh, you know, I've been misusing this energy or I've you know been making all these mistakes throughout my life. I've wasted the energy and this kind of thing. And I want you to just know that it's not a big deal. You know, wherever you're at, is, it's totally okay. So there's no reason to compound more shame 
on top of this topic and theme because we already have so much shame around it already from religion, from the way they've been brought up. So approach this with an open mind, you know, be easy on yourself, no judgment and know that, you know, even though this is a recorded video and there's no judgment from he me here, I've had a, a very interesting up and down journey relating to this stuff. You know, I've experienced a lot of different uh, exciting things, challenging things, um, shameful things, all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you when we look at this idea of sexuality. It's, it's taboo. It's difficult to talk about. But just know that at the end of the day, the beautiful thing about sexual energy in particular is that it replenishes itself in our body. So even if we have a moment where we lose consciousness and we, you know, don't commit to, uh, you know, maybe an intention that we set out, it's okay because the energy replenishes itself and we get to start again the next day. Okay. So keep that in mind. I just wanted to put that right in the beginning here. You know, no shame. Uh, come as you are with, with whatever, you know, whatever you've got going on. It's all welcome. Okay. Secondly, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a guy here. Okay. So I may share some ideas that may contradict what maybe your doctor said or a doctor said. Please remember, I'm just a guy on the internet. Consult your doctor, especially if you're, you know, um, dealing with medical issues relating to your sexuality or your or your organs or your body, etc. Okay, so keep that in mind. I'm just a guy here talking about, you know, some of my ideas and experiences around spirituality in relationship with sexuality. Okay, this is spiritual guidance, spiritual ramblings, you could say, not medical advice. Okay, so like I said, you know, I'm approaching this as a male, as a man, but see if you can extract the value for your own life. But for the women in particular, for the females in particular, I'm not astute enough to, to, you know, put out a whole talk on on the topic relating to females in general. But there is some work by Mantak Chia in which uh, he describes some of these ideas in relationship with women. And he, he's written a book in uh, collaboration with a woman as well. And so uh, if you're looking for some more direct, clear information, check out Mantak Chia's work. Okay, as well. You know, there's uh, some censorship issues online. And so I may use code words here to avoid, uh, you know, upsetting the algorithm. So instead of, I may refer to adult video, adult material online. I'm talking about the word that rhymes with corn. Okay. So, of course, it's a huge topic. It's, you know, some people have major addictions to these adult videos. And so uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll see where this conversation goes. I have a few notes, but we're just going to kind of free flow here. As well, a little bit about myself here when it comes to this topic. I've got over a decade of experience, over about 12 years now of experimenting with a conscious relationship with my sexual energy, experimenting with semen retention, uh, celibacy. Um, I haven't been always perfectly successful from the moment I embarked on this journey. It's been, you know, an ongoing uh, exploration. Um, and, and so I have a bit of understanding when it comes to these things, you know, over a decade of understanding and experience and I've talked with others, I've done research, I've read books and, you know, I've, I've got a pretty strong sense of, of what this is all about. But of course, I'm not an expert here, not a master, just sharing some of my thoughts. Um, on my website, I've got a blog post about this topic and I think it might be actually my post, most popular blog post. So a lot of people are interested in this. A lot of people are exploring it. A lot of people are looking for information. And so maybe I don't have all the answers. Maybe I don't have, you know, a perfect mastery over this. But I'm here sharing what I know because, you know, there's such a scarcity of the information in general. Okay. 
So my Kundalini Awakening process relies heavily on semen retention and the re conscious relationship of, of keeping that sexual energy within my body as often as I can. Now, it's not an absolute. It's not the end of the day. If I do have a release, it's, it's, it's okay. But um, leading up to my Kundalini Awakening process, I was uh, in pretty lengthy periods of semen retention. Um, you know, allowing that energy to build up and to uh, fuel my spiritual awakening. So I haven't talked about it much at all because, of course, it's a little it's a little bit of a touchy topic. But just for the record here, the conscious relationship with sexual energy has been crucial and absolutely necessary for my spiritual awakening and Kundalini awakening process. Without it, I would not be here talking to you about this. I would not have had a Kundalini Awakening. I would not have been able to go through it. It just wouldn't have worked out. Period. And I'm certain of that. This is how powerful this energy is. And so if you're out there listening and you're wondering, you know, how important is this energy? It's pretty important. And if you were to cultivate a, a conscious relationship with it, you could tap into that energy, tap into that power, that creative potential that you have with your sexual energy. And use it to fuel your process. Use it to either have a Kundalini Awakening or get through a Kundalini Awakening. Okay, so it's very, very powerful. But with that said, of course, we see there are people out there who are having Kundalini Awakenings who maybe are, are you know, addicted to online videos and constantly having, you know, these um, uh, releases of sexual energy. And still, somehow they have a Kundalini Awakening. So it's not necessary, but it is one thing that you can have some sort of control over to uh you know that you can factor in when it comes to exploring your spiritual awakening process okay so spiritual awakening kundalini awakening meditation it is an entirely biological process it's not just spiritual it's not just psychological it's not just philosophical or emotional it's entirely biological and so if we look at it in this way in this holistic way of course our sexuality, of course, our sexual energy is going to have an impact on the way that our spirituality unfolds. It's going to have an influence, okay? And interestingly enough, it's not even a minor influence. It's a major influence because it's, it's, it's one of the most fundamental components of our biological existence is our sexuality, okay? And, and furthermore, our body biologically puts a lot of energy into producing that sexual fluid, sexual energy, okay? And so if you're able to recognize the power of this energy, then you'll be able to recognize that, yes, of course it fits into our spiritual development. Of course it is something to consider. It's not something that, you know, you can just ignore and hope that you're going to have a successful unfolding. It's something that you absolutely must consider um, at times. And then when I say consider, I don't mean that you have to commit to semen retention or commit to celibacy. I just mean it's something to consider, contemplate, think about, explore, sort of experiment with, and to figure out how it works for you because everyone is different, okay? So there's this idea that the bigger the audience, the more watered down the message is for that audience. So for example, if you have a great mystic, he's a, he or she is a master of spirituality, of 
you know, a fully awakened Kundalini. They've got a very strong, uh, astute understanding and control over the sexual energies within their body. And they have one, uh, you know, apprentice or student or disciple or follower, just one. That mystic, that master would be able to share very specific guidance to that individual relating to different techniques to draw that sexual energy upwards, to use it, to transmute it into spiritual energy that can be used to uh, tap into a mystical connection with God, right? The, the mystic would be able to share very specific information with that one individual. And if that mystic were to maybe have two, the, water get, the, the message gets a little bit watered down. Now, what happens when you have millions of people learning from a sort of authority or an organization, call it religion? The message is so watered down, right? And so that's why within religion, they don't speak explicitly about why the retention and the conscious relationship of sexual energy is important for making a mystical union and communion with God. Instead, what do they say? They water it down and they just say, you know, if you misuse your sexual energy, maybe you're masturbating, maybe you're having premarital sex, sexual misconduct. If you misuse it, it's a sin and you'll go to hell. So that's how far this message has been watered down. Originally, people understood that this energy, if it was harnessed with consciousness, using the breath, using techniques to visualize, it could be drawn upwards as opposed to be released outwards it could be drawn upwards up the spinal column towards the brain into the brain where one could experience union with the divine self-realization god realization union communion enlightenment but today they just say oh if you misuse that energy well god doesn't like it and you'll go to hell and it's a sin and that's very unfortunate because like i said in the beginning this from this you know watered down message that now people are shamed for their sexuality and out of shame they try to you know either suppress it or repress it either consciously or unconsciously they just try to ignore their sexuality pretend it doesn't exist they don't want to talk about it they're not open to uh, maybe speaking about some of their, their confusions or questions or challenges or problems around this topic with others it's just very taboo it's very quiet it's like nobody wants to talk about it because there's so much shame around it and of course the energy itself, it's biological. It doesn't care about anybody's philosophy. It doesn't care about what a religious organization said. It wants to move. It wants to express. It wants to either be released outwards or maybe it wants to even move upwards, up the spinal column towards towards God, towards union with the, with the, the divine. But without proper understanding, that energy is suppressed, repressed, and not treated with, you know, um, with, with clarity, people end up in difficult situations. And that's why... I would argue now this is just a statement that um you know can be argued and uh, whatever but you know i would argue that this is why within all these religious organizations we see so much sexual misconduct despite these people being the ones that are you know parroting these messages of you know if, if you abuse or, or you know if you engage in certain sexual behaviors you'll go to hell yet why are they the ones that are you know most commonly um caught misusing their sexuality and abusing others Right. And we don't see this. And, and, you know, you may be thinking about the church, but I mean, we see this across many different traditions, even within yoga, within Buddhism. This stuff is all happening everywhere because people are trying to like just 
bottle up this energy and suppress it and repress it. And this energy wants none of that. It wants to be related with in a conscious way. And so, of course, um, this isn't a way to apologize for people that are abusers. Uh, you know, I'm not here trying to say that, oh, forgive them. They were, you know, mis misinformed. No, they should be, um, you know, punished to the full extent of the law and they should be reprimanded and, and, and uh, all of those people who are their victims should be given the most, you know, um, extreme forms of care and um, compensation and, and support. But this is one way of looking at why it is in religious organizations that there's so much sexual abuse. It's because, you know, they are falling watered down teachings. So what I'm trying to share here is that, yes, if you want to begin to work with your sexual energy in a conscious way, well, you've got to develop some understanding. And I'm trying to offer a little bit of understanding here. But of course, you're going to have to go on your own journey, do your own research, explore within your own body. Okay, so. We can consider, now I've touched upon it briefly, but we can consider that there's two directions where this energy can flow. It can flow outwards and downwards, which is, you know, out of the, uh, the, the general area, out into the world. Um, or, many people don't know this, but that energy can also flow upward, up the spinal column, towards the higher chakra centers, towards the higher energy centers in the body, where they can um, become more more infused with this very potent energy. So our sexual fluids, our sexual energy, is not just meant solely for creative reproduction, procreation. That energy can also be channeled upwards and used for creative pursuits as well. It's creative energy, not just for procreation and, you know, biological reproduction, but it can also be used to chant and channeled upwards to uh, inspire a person to become very, very creative, very motivated, um, gifted. Maybe they can tap into forms of genius. They can tap into um, charisma and a lot of throughout history. Now, a lot of, of, Pretty notable figures practice semen retention for these reasons. Actually, um, I, I I saw a list the other day, but I'm not going to mention any of the names just because I, I might get it wrong. But like famous people, like famous inventors, and and maybe even some politicians and and people who you might consider geniuses, they engaged in uh, in this practice of channeling this energy upwards, and then allowing it to enter into the brain where it can you know enhance the the functioning of the brain allow them to tap into uh, a very powerful, strong intuition, tap into transcendental states of consciousness in which they may you know, receive downloads of information, et cetera, et cetera. And so now if you practice semen retention, you know, conscious relationship with your sexual energy doesn't mean you're necessarily going to become like Nikola Tesla or something, but you may just feel a little bit more of an edge, maybe feel a little bit more confident, a little more sharp, have a little bit more vitality, move through the world with a little bit more... Um, awareness and presence and a glow even and this is super powerful stuff so consider now for the men at least the males consider you know after you have a release of that energy outwards you know how do you feel right you don't feel like conquering the world you don't feel like you know going on stage and and doing public speaking or playing an instrument or you don't feel like starting a new project you feel like resting you feel like going to sleep you don't feel like even going out and, you know, maybe attracting another mate or maybe in some case you don't feel like even um, seducing your mate again, per se. You feel kind of satisfied because your body feels like it's completed its biological fu function. It's 
completed its biological purpose. Your body thinks it's reproduced. So you just want to go to sleep. You just want to lay out, lay down, veg out a bit. It's not a very inspired state of consciousness. It's very mundane. It's very animalistic. It's very primal. And um, not to shame that. It's, it's it's useful for some people. That's you know that's that's what they need. But for those that are listening to this, that are interested in spiritual ideas, you know, maybe you're being called to a higher purpose beyond just like having these outward releases. You know, without the uh, intention to procreate. Right. And so if you're able to recognize that this energy is very powerful and recognize that, OK, you know, uh, it's time to maybe change my relationship with it and begin to explore and experiment with drawing it upwards. Well, then you can explore practices. Um, Mantak Chia, once again, he's got a, a great book. It's called um, The Multi-Orgasmic Man. And in that book, he talks about some techniques using, um, you know, contractions of the pelvic floor breath visualization to draw the energy up the spine an easy practice that you can look up i won't teach it here just because i i, I want to I, I don't feel confident to teach it just off the cuff here but you can look up the microcosmic orbit and it's essentially a way to, to to breathe and visualize the energy rising up the root up the spine into your head back down to the through the front into the heart back down into the the, the root chakra, the general area, the sacral chakra area, and then back up again. It's orbiting around and around, and you're flowing that energy around and around. You're not letting it pool down below. You're also not letting it pool up above. You're circulating that energy throughout the body, and, and your vitality will, you know, really uh, likely to increase your overall well-being, your overall confidence, your overall desire to go out in the world and give your gifts. Um, you know, maybe you're you're single, maybe you're having trouble attracting a partner, you're not feeling very motivated. Um, part of the reason maybe because you maybe are so used to um, having releases of the energy that kills your drive to go out and attract a partner or kills your drives to go out and do the things that would become more attractive for a partner, like develop yourself, work on yourself, get in better shape, etc. So these are ideas to consider. So we're talking about this feeling of, you know, after you have a release out into the world, I heard, so back when I was 18, I heard this. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's just something I heard. And I said, if that's true or if it's not, I don't care. That's powerful. I'm going to take it into consideration. So what I heard was that after release, it takes four days to fully bounce back to your baseline level of vitality. So you have a release. You go into this sort of relaxed, lethargic, uninspired, unmotivated state. To get back to baseline, it's going to take you four days of recovery. So I thought, oh my, you know, most people don't go even four days without having another release. So most people at the time, including myself, are operating at a deficit by default. They don't even know what their baseline of vitality is because they probably haven't even gone four days without having a release. Or if they do, it's it's very rare. And I thought, wow, I don't even know what it feels like to 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 be vital and to be, you know, feeling my best. So I said, okay. Then I started to explore a little bit more about um, these ideas of semen retention, celibacy, and yoga. It's called brahmacharya. I started to explore a little bit more about its relationship for spiritual development, and I saw that the body puts a lot of energy into creating these sexual fluids 
it's like maybe last on the list of the priorities of the body first maybe i might be wrong but you know first it puts in energy into making like saliva then it's blood then it's bone marrow and finally after it takes care of all of those sorts of things then like a last on the list is to create the sexual fluids and the sexual fluids get like the the most refined nutrients most refined energy of the body and the energy that it uses to create that fluid might be something like you know it might take about 30 days uh the energy that is like 30 days old because it's been refined so much to finally create the sexual fluid now maybe that's unclear i forgive me if i'm if even if i'm off i invite you to do your own research part of this is not to just believe what somebody's saying but to do your own research and your own exploration as well and i i'm not just saying that to you know get myself off the hook here but it's important that you explore your on your own sexuality is, is very personal as well so anyway what i found was that, you know when i was looking at this stuff i said okay you know spirituality yoga they talk about diet talk about you know ayurveda eating sattvic foods um diet seems to have a very important role on the biology of the system course that trends over to our spiritual development because our spiritual development like i said in the beginning is biological and so i thought okay the sexual energy the sexual fluids seem to have you know they seem to play a quite a big role in spiritual development and i at this point i think i'm, I'm 18 i've been traveling spiritual journey for about three years but it's like consume my life and I said, okay, well, I have to begin to work on cultivating a conscious relationship with my sexual energy. And so that's when I embarked on, uh, on these ideas of exploring, you know, semen retention and whatnot. And um, made leaps and bounds, leaps and bounds in my spiritual development. Like I said, Kundalini awakening, all these kinds of things. So it's just something to consider here if you haven't already as well. Another thing to consider here is that within the past, like, I guess, maybe 20 years with the Internet, we have never had access to so much adult material ever. No society has ever had this much easy and free access to all this adult material in HD, you know, 4K, all this kind of stuff. We're basically part of an experiment here. Like nobody knows what the implications of this really are on an individual or on society as a whole. People will tell you, oh, it's just whatever. It's not a big deal. Everybody does it. Everybody looks at that stuff. But like I said, you know, it's only been in the past 20 years or so that this has really become like mainstream and popular. And we don't know like what damage this is doing to us. There are some studies, I think, like, you know, there's a thing, there's a video called like your brain on adult videos. And it's like it damages the brain, like the dopamine receptors and this kind of neurotransmitters and our relationship with the brain chemicals get completely messed up, completely out of whack. Not to mention our relationship with sexuality, right? We start to feel like sexuality is just like this cheap and, and easy thing that like, you know, we just open the Internet and there it is. And like and it cheapens like the most sacred, you know, component of a relationship, you could say. Um, not to mention young young people who maybe don't have proper guidance when it comes to um, sexuality in general, but also to relationships. Uh, so they're learning all about this stuff from these adult videos. So we have to take a, a moment to consider, you know, we've got a lot going against us when it comes to these topics. And we really have to take a moment to consider, um, you know, what impact is this stuff having on us? So I know, like, um, it's difficult stuff to talk about. Sometimes people will talk about this, like, you know, like my buddies or whatever, you know, they'll bring it up or something. And, you know, I'll mention that, you know, I don't consume any of that. And they'll say, oh, yeah, right. How can you not? Of course, everybody does. But really, um, some people 
with like the worst mental health issues are like addicts to this stuff. And I think it plays a huge role and not enough people are talking about it openly. Um, I think we are collectively moving towards recognizing that this stuff is like, it's damaging. It's very damaging. Um, and so, you know, it's just something to consider as well, especially if you have young kids, you know, have conversations with them about this. Don't, um, don't ignore it. Don't, don't ignore it. I know it's taboo. It's sensitive. It's difficult to talk about, but it's really, really important because, um, you know, I was talking to, uh, a psychotherapist the other day and he was telling me, um, I think he said like, you know, one in four of his male clients come to him with issues around addiction to adult material online. And I don't even think he specializes in that stuff, but difficult, difficult stuff um, for many, many people. And so few people are willing to talk about it because it's shameful. It's embarrassing. Um, we take it for granted. And um, just in general, there's so much confusion around these ideas because like I said, it's been watered down to the point where the general statement is if you do that, you're bad and you're going to hell. But that's that's so far from the truth. So another idea in my notes here I have is that, um, you know, you may be considering, you know, what happens when that energy builds up to the point where, you know, I can't hold it anymore. Well, first of all, I'm not a doctor. But I do know that this energy can be reabsorbed back into the body, recycled back into the body, the sexual fluids. It's not like, like urine, for example, that has to be released. If you don't have a release, your body actually knows how to recycle it, draw it back in the body and make use of that energy. Because like I said, your body puts so much um, energy and vitality into those fluids that it doesn't want to just waste it and release it. And so you may experience quite literally, quite physically feel this energy being recycled. Uh, for me, it feels kind of like a nice tingly, kind of like a mild, mild orgasm. It can happen like, you know, throughout my day, not doing anything. It just kind of, I can feel it being drawn back up. Now, whether that's got to do with my Kundalini awakening process as well, whether that's got to do with my sensitivity and meditation to feel these things, I'm not sure. But I know that it's not necessary to have a full-blown release. And like I said, I'm not a doctor, and I know that some doctors would say that it's it's important to, to have regular releases um, because it may cause prostate cancer. So please take what I'm saying with a grain of salt, do your own research, consult your doctor, but just entertain these ideas that I'm sharing here. Um, just knowing that, you know, an idea like this, like another idea that you can consider is that ejaculation and orgasm are not one and the same. You can have one without the other. They're two separate biological functions. So there's been experiences that I've had where I've had like full body orgasms, no release. Okay, so consider this. Many people don't know this. They think they're the same thing. They're inseparable. But no, you can actually have orgasms, full body orgasms, which aren't very common with, I think, ejaculatory orgasms. But you can have like a full body orgasm without having a release. Your body has a potential of this. You're, you're capable of this. It might take some practice, some exploration, um, you know, things lining up, whatever. But it's just something to consider. You know, we're not taught these things. We don't know these things. We don't know what our body's capable of. I mean, let alone we don't even know that, you know, we can have a Kundalini awakening and whatnot. But all of this is all tied together. So Kundalini awakening for some is experienced as an inward uh ejaculation up the spine 
inward orgasm up the spine, full body, very powerful, very, very powerful. And um, it brings about the feeling of relief, brings about the feeling of satisfaction without that lethargic, um, like, you know, recovery period, that four day period that I was saying. Whether or not it's four days, I don't know. I'm sure it varies for people, but but you get what I'm saying. There's different ways that we can relate with our sexual energy that will not only complement our spiritual development, but also address our needs, also address our physical um, desires and needs for, for sexual release and sexual satisfaction and pleasure as well. There's nothing wrong with pleasure as well, and that's also part of this path if you're curious about exploring it, okay? So... You can have everything here. You can you can you can explore everything, and it takes some time. It's a journey. It's it's you know it's probably not something you're going to get instantly once you begin practicing and exploring. But yes, this is all very very important uh, themes to consider as we go through this process. So when we go through Kundalini awakening, when it comes to considering the sexual energy, now some people may have sexual energy, sexual desire, libido, lust become super amplified and it may be like incredibly difficult to contain that that amplified energy and you may have to have a release whether that's through sex whether it's through being alone whether it's through a, a nocturnal emission at night doesn't matter like i said in the beginning the energy replenishes and it's not the end of the world but you may have to just say okay you know what this energy is just really intense i gotta have a release no problem okay um remembering now that during kundalini awakening Everything has the potential to become amplified. Our sexuality, our lust, our, our sexual desire, our emotions, our, 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 our mental um, content, our thoughts, everything can be amplified. So, of course, sexuality can be amplified. But equally so, everything can also be diminished as well. So, you may have some periods where your sexual desire almost completely disappears. And it can be alarming, right? Because sexual desire and um, libido is a sign of vitality. So when it disappears, you may be alarmed. You may say, oh my gosh, you know, something is wrong with my body. I'm no longer like as vital as I, as I used to be. Um, if that's happening uh, it, alongside a lot of clear kundalini phenomena, you know, energy rushing up the spine, deep states of spontaneous meditation, kriyas, etc., you can know that it's likely to do with your kundalini awakening process. Uh, in time, the libido will come back online. It'll be a little bit, um, your relationship with it would change a little bit in a positive direction but know that it will come back online and you'll find balance once again and the same goes with if your libido is like super through the roof eventually it will come back down to a more balanced manageable place and you'll be okay now that's of course if it's happening in conjunction with kundalini process with a healthy kundalini process there are other reasons for why um you know you might lose your libido which may have to do have to do with health and so of course consult your doctor you know you may be um, sick, you may have like low testosterone if you're a male, for example, and these are things that you may have to consider. Um, you know, going the route of seeking the the advice of medical doctors or whatnot. But it's something to keep in mind. Libido can fluctuate as we go through Kundalini awakening. When it comes to ideas of celibacy, no fap, you know, no fap, what they call it on the internet, um, semen retention. It's important here not to take like what I'm saying or what somebody online is saying or a book or an organization like a religion. And just accept it blindly and just, you know, say, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'll just not have any more releases and whatever. I don't think that's the best way to go about it. I think the best way to go about it is to go about it 
in a way that feels natural and right and makes sense to you where you are at on your journey at this point. So celibacy will likely naturally just be like, you know, you'll feel, you know, this is what I feel is the next stage for me at this point in my path in my life. It may not be something I'm committing to for the rest of my life, but for the next little while, I think I'm going to experiment with just, you know, not having those outward releases anymore. I'm going to see how things go. Feels right. Doesn't feel forced. I'm not, doesn't feel militant. Just going to give it a try. That's the best attitude to approach this with. So maybe you're hearing this message and you're like, hell no, I don't want anything to do with that. That sounds dumb. That sounds scary. That sounds way too hard. It sounds unnatural. Not for me. No problem. Listen to your body and 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 roll with it in, in the way that you want to want to go with it. It's your sexuality. It's your energy. You can do whatever you want with it. But if there comes a point where you're like, you know what? I'm kind of being drawn to those ideas. Kind of feels right. I kind of want to explore it. That's the best time to explore it. So it shouldn't be something that's forced upon people. They shouldn't be shamed into it. It should feel natural. They shouldn't be told to not to do to have releases, outward releases, because it's a rule. It's not like they should be told because it's a precept. No, it should be something natural. That's what that's at least my approach. Now, maybe if you're like a monk in a monastery or something, then it's a little different. You're, you have different context. But it's likely, you know, if you're listening to this video, you're exploring spirituality, you're in the world, maybe you're a householder, maybe you have a partner. You got to take all of these things into consideration. You know, maybe you want a family. Um, you know, maybe you're young and you don't really know much about your own body. Maybe you're young and you're exploring relationships. So you got to consider all of these factors and approach these things with gentleness, not with like, um, you know, not in like a militant, forceful, shameful way. None of that. Okay. Everything is welcome here. You're welcome to be fully addicted to those online videos as well. It's okay. It's okay. It's part of the journey. It's part of part of life. It's just what my invitation really is here is to bring some consciousness to all of these things. So say you're going to, you know, indulge in some videos online and, and, and have an outward release. And you're also practicing mindfulness and spirituality and consciousness and meditation. Okay. Meditate before tune in. What am I feeling right now? Interesting. Okay. This is, these are my feelings. During the act, try and make that even a meditation. Everything can be a meditation. Even things that, you know, people will call addictions can also become a meditation. During the act, you can turn into a meditation. Afterwards, what do I feel? Become meditative, reflective. Acknowledge what you're feeling. Bring presence to all of these things, whether it's during sex, whether it's by, by yourself, whatever it is, okay? So the idea is to turn all of this into like a conscious exploration. And from there, you'll be able to extract what the next steps are for you. What are the right things for you to explore? Be very gentle and easy with yourself about it, okay? The idea here is to remember it's about a conscious exploration. It's not about being perfect. It's a journey. It's a journey of discovery. Mistake, Quote-unquote mistakes may happen, but that's okay. Why? Because like I said, the energy replenishes itself. We've got many tries to you know get it right, to figure it out, to figure out what works for us. And so there's no, re no reason to really feel ashamed about any of this stuff. Um, maybe you've got some shame that's kind of lingering from the way you've been brought up and whatnot. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that, you know, that all of that happened to you. See if you can, uh, reconsider some of the ideas that you've been told and reclaim the power that you have within your own body. Call it sexual power, call it creative power, call it spiritual power, whatever you want to call it. It's all one energy just manifesting in different forms. And it's through our intention that we can then channel that energy 
into different directions for different purposes to different ends and you know live very uh, exciting meaningful um, experiences as a result of our relationship with this energy and of course it will fuel and uh push us forward as we go through kundalini awakening process so those are a few of my ideas to do with sexuality sexual energy consciousness and the kundalini awakening spiritual awakening journey i've got some more things uh to kind of talk about but i think i'll, I'll put together like maybe a more clear structured sort of guide or um maybe like a mini course or something to do with these topics um, right now, I just kind of threw a bunch of things out there just to kind of get a bunch of ideas out. So let me know in the comments below what you'd like to hear more about. If you have any questions, if you're willing and open and you're you're up to share a little bit about your experience, I'd love to, to explore a little bit about that with you as well. So leave a comment below. As well, you can connect with me on Instagram at Brand Spirit. You can also uh, reach me by email info at brandspirit.com. If you've got anything to share with me about your spiritual awakening journey, Kundalini awakening process, we don't have to, uh, you know, broach these topics of sexuality unless uh, that's something you're interested in exploring. But, um, you know, my my email inbox is open. My Instagram DMs are open as well. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty active on Instagram lately, so you can connect with me there. I'm going live now and then uh, doing some Q&A sessions and whatnot on Instagram. I've got... Uh, some plans to do some on YouTube as well, so you can stay tuned for that. And of course, look out for my courses. They will be out soon. Links will be in the description. And uh, until next time, thanks so much for tuning in. Much love and peace.